Well, hey there, and welcome back to the show. Now, I love a good metaphor. I love that when I can picture something in my mind. And this week's guest shared a great one. She likened the energy of someone with ADHD to the energy of your phone. When the battery is running low on your phone, you can see the bars going down and down and down. It's the same with us with ADHD. If we don't find ways to manage our energy throughout the day, we often find ourselves depleted and unable to complete the most basic tasks. You can almost see our bars going down and down and down and down. Now, during this episode, Danae Cannon and I talk about the ADHD paradox of having seemingly infinite energy one minute and being completely depleted the next. We talk about why people with ADHD are so tired and what the biggest energy drains are. We talk about managing your ADHD by managing your energy, and she also shares five simple energy tips. Now, Danae Cannon is an occupational therapist and ADHD executive function coach. Her personal life uh, definitely impacted her professional trajectory. She was thrown in the deep end when two of her four children were diagnosed with ADHD, and she really needed to learn how to support them while having undiagnosed ADHD herself. She eventually received her own late diagnosis, and this helped her put the pieces together and learn to work with her own brain. She knew she wanted to help others do the same and pivoted her work as a pediatric OT to specialize in adults. Now, if you missed her interview, Sensory Strategies for Moms with ADHD, you'll definitely want to check it out. Danae offers so many tips, tools, and practices for supporting your ADHD self. Now, I'll put the link in the show notes, so you might want to listen to that one right after you listen to this one. But before we dig in, I wanted to be sure that you've downloaded the free ADHD support guide I created for you. Honestly, it might be a good idea to have your guide handy with you each week while you listen to the podcast, because it is often so full of tips, tools, practices, and resources to support you on your ADHD journey. Now, if you haven't already, download the ADHD supports guide at visiondrivenmom.com forward slash ADHD supports or find the link in the show notes. Now, be sure to follow it all the way to the end because I've included a one-time ADHD reset course offer that can only be accessed through the guide. All right, enjoy the show. And you're listening to the Vision Driven Mom with ADHD podcast with Tracy Nolan Bierman, where we believe that you can have ADHD without ADHD having you. Each week, you'll hear firsthand relatable stories, as well as invaluable tips, tools, and practices for managing overwhelm and using your beautiful, unique mind as a superpower. Motherhood with ADHD is the journey of a lifetime. Let's enjoy the ride together. Well, hey, Danae, and welcome back to the show. Hey, Tracy. It's good to be here. It's good to have you back. I'm super excited about our topic for today. But can you tell us before we start a little bit about your journey and about how you got to be doing what you're doing right now? I love the journey stories. The journey (laughs) stories are good. And mine's like a lot of people's that like my kids were diagnosed, even though I was an occupational therapist and thought I had like a good picture of what ADHD was. I didn't. And so my kids were diagnosed, two of them. First one, I didn't realize that that was me too. Second one was so much uh, epiphany, like, yeah, that's me too. Right. And so I went about it, like not the way I'd recommend, right? Like I I was working on supporting kids um, with ADHD and then through that learned a lot about my brain. I would have been easier if I did my stuff first, but that's just not how it, it worked out. But it definitely, um, it helped me understand a lot of just what I needed, what they needed. So yeah, that's that's my journey was like kind of, oh, this is me too. Right. And seeing all the ways that ADHD had impacted my life up until the, then. The, your whole life, right? Yeah, it's all the crazy. things. Yeah, it's amazing. Things. Yeah. Things that, you know, when you're first learning, you think, oh, attention. And you don't think about the emotional regulation or your experience of rejection Mm. or friends, friends, right? Inconsistent energy, all these things that just 
you know, we're never really in the short form version that we heard of what ADHD is. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I was diagnosed over 20 years ago and my thought was, you know, I've managed so far. Yeah. Eh, like I don't, I had no idea because the emotional regulation has always been my most challenging, the most challenging part. I didn't even know that was a part of it until, until my, you know, till, till my kids, until I started, um, until my kids were diagnosed, you know, yeah. it's so and, interesting. And that part, I feel like underpins like so many, so many things that we don't even think of as, um, um, emotional regulation, like it can impact your motivation, your ability to stay with the task, um, all kinds of things, your problem solving, your prioritizing that component has this huge impact on things that seem a little bit more just, just planning, organizing, right? It's still exactly. emotional regulation shows up everywhere. Right. Right. You know, and I think, I think back, um, I had a, a 10 year college <laughs> experience. Because <laughs> it just kept changing my mind. And you yeah. know what? I don't need, I don't know when I was diagnosed over 20 years ago, I didn't even think that that was, I don't know. I didn't put the two and two together. Exactly. And it was really, it was, uh, I couldn't, the decision-making, right? It wasn't yeah. focused because I was getting, when I started paying for my own college, I was getting four O's, man. I was, I was on it, right? It was hard, mm. but the changing you know, when I, we were talking earlier, I, I, I went to uh, Georgia State University for um, a lot of that time. Oh, yeah. yeah. And because um, uh, Danae lives in Atlanta and um, and uh, I went to school, I went to college in three different states. So every time I would st start in a different state, I would lose half of my credit hours. Oh, what a bummer. <laughs> just, just all the things. It's just so interesting to look back on your life and you're like, Oh, okay now. Right. And even after you're diagnosed, I think sometimes you don't always see it because you have all these stories about like you probably had stories about what that meant, like why right. you changed. I'm a so loser, much. man. I am why? Like I'm being <laughs> snaky. I just put right ever, whatever it is. Like right. you are you probably had some grooved stories, ideas about oh, why. Absolutely. Right? Like realizing, oh no, that had very much a lot to do with ADHD. Yeah, absolutely. And so our topic for today is talking about energy and you were you and i were talking a little bit before we before i hit record about why that is like because i have had i don't have chronic fatigue but i definitely have i've been fatigued my entire life yeah. right i now understand why you know and, and we were talking a little bit about the the kind of shame in all of it like why am I, you know, 20 years old and I can't, you know, like I'm exhausted. Yes. Why am I going on this trip that I'm so excited to be on and I'm exhausted? Like I should be lit up and ready to go, but I'm like, oh my gosh, are we really going on a hike today? <laughs> <laughs> and you know, I, like, as we discussed earlier, like I had the exact same experience of just this shame around why am I so low energy? Like, what is, you know, I want to be this person that just can, especially after you're diagnosed like ADHD has this like reputation of being this nonstop energy. And you're thinking, right. oh my gosh, that's not me at all. Yeah. And there's so many reasons when you look at how we approach life and decisions in, in our day that, um, that we do, uh, tap out our energy. Like, yeah. you know, it's, it's very, clear when you look at, oh, there's this and that and the way you're approaching things, um, which, you know, sometimes there's strategies for that. Sometimes there's compassion for that. Like, wow, this right. is just oh. a part of the brain I have that I might not be able to budget all the time the way I'd like to, my energy. Yeah. So, so I love what you just said. Some Sometimes there are strategies mm -hmm. and sometimes there's compassion. Oh my gosh, for ourselves, right? And our beautiful, amazing brains that Absolutely. we have, but let's talk a little bit about why, like, why are we so zapped? Why do we tend to have this high energy and then we're, you know, like lethargic? Well, if you look at like executive functioning skills on their own, like don't even look at the emotional regulation component of those, but just 
planning, prioritizing, decision making. Mm -hmm. Those are big energy drains. Those problem solving, right. planning, organizing are big energy drains for us. A lot of us have some deficits in this area. They're not intuitive. We're working harder to do them most of the time, much mm. of the time. Right. And so, um, you know, this just came up <laughs> yesterday that my husband's uh, light bulb was out uh, over his sink. And he's like, oh, my light bulb's out. And like the next minute, he's finding light bulbs and changing it. And mm. I was just struck with like, I would it would have taken all three light bulbs going out and me like using my light on my phone for days before I'd be like, Oh, now this is urgent enough that I'm going to go. Like right. it's the decision-making that I, that a lot of um, more common brain types, they're not making decisions where right. they're just doing it. They're just like, it. Oh, here's a, yeah. the light bulb's out. Let's just go change it. Yeah. The logical <laughs> next step. There's no right. decision there because one of the, one of the biggest energy burns that we do in our day is making decisions, mm -hmm. especially right. with ADHD. Yeah. Um, so yeah, a lot of these things that are given, these adulting things are, are energy draining for us. Um, yeah. And you know, you talk a lot about, um, about simplifying things and because, and I love, cause I listen to your podcast today. Thank and you. I love, and I remember, I think, I think you, you did a, you did an episode about laundry yes. and just about, for, for example, like some people love laundry. Some people love to do laundry, but for me, it's you, you helped me understand that it's all the steps that it takes. So many steps. All of the steps that it takes are what completely drain me because I have to remember or set an alarm or I have to shift. You know, that was like a huge light bulb. <laughs> that was a huge light bulb for me, light, light bulb yeah. moment. Like, okay, now I understand better. The fewer steps we have, the easier for our brains. Absolutely. That whole executive function skill of task initiation. Right. You have to initiate the same thing again and again and again to get a laundry load done. Right. Like it's right. It, you know, and remember it. And you know, it actually do it. it. Right? <laughs> yeah, remember like, oh. it. Actually, do it. Yeah, it's like okay, I've got like thirty minutes while this washes. But if I do too much, you know, don't plan for that. It's gonna stink by the time I get back to it. So it's like that. Keeping that memory piece and the start restarting the same task. These these are hard things. Right. And we don't always think about being hard things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for so most yeah. people, like you said, most you know, like for most people, it's it's easy. So, yeah. and I, I'm hoping that our listeners are going to really hear this, mm -hmm. and that it's not because there's something wrong with us. It's just that it's the way our brains are exactly. are designed to live in this world that is that is made for neurotypical people, right? So exactly. It's not a flaw. I love to think of ADHD as like like the an, an evolution right an evolution of humanity of humans yeah. and yeah. that we just have a different like maybe that linear way of of living is not right you know maybe because yeah. nature is cyclical right nature is not linear so i like to think that maybe we're on the cutting edge right? <laughs> like and the rest of the world just needs I to like catch that. up with us well, you know, it's funny because I think that like, like everything, right? Like there's pros and cons. And I, some of the same things that make these things hard for us are also pros when it comes to creativity and problem solving. And like right. our brains are in the happy place when a lot of times when we're looking at more divergent, you know, tasks of just creating something, seeing connections where, you know, this right. is more, and the world needs both, you know, yeah. the world needs somebody who's going to change the light bulb where you're sink. Like that's going to, we need Right. That. Well, you're awesome. creating and right? these brilliant ideas. Right? Yes. And then you we know? need somebody to actually put the ideas into action. Right. So we can come up right. with the great ideas and all the things. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Right. We need, we need both. We need both. Yeah. So that, the you know, dealing with the tendency to have like really unpredictable energy with ADHD, I think, you know, like we mentioned, simplifying is a, a big piece of that. 
Yeah. Um, and you, the one thing, you know, I had an episode where I talked about this on my podcast and I think I had looked at simplifying or minimalism and all that kind of stuff. And I immediately got overwhelmed because I was like, oh my gosh, we can't, like, I don't even know where to begin to make life simpler. Mm -hmm. And so some examples of that can be like, well, you know, whatever thing that you don't really care about making decisions about, like if you want to have a capsule wardrobe, if you want to repeat the same meals, I mean, how many people with ADHD do you know that like eat the same breakfast or like they found a way to speak. Right. Right. Here's my green smoothie right here. That's my breakfast. But exactly. (laughs) Every day. (laughs) Like until you get sick of it, it'll be something else, but you don't have to make that decision. Like you're you're making my green smoothie and that saved you a little bit of energy. Right. Um, And so we look at where we can make fewer decisions and simplifying is a great way. Like, you know, doing the capsule wardrobe, doing, you know, simpler menus, you know, one plate meals, things that repeat the same breakfast. Um, simplifying our schedule is a really tough one because yeah, we just want to do the things. Right. 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 right we want to do the things. And and simplifying your schedule also leans on like how you judge time and how you feel time. That's a really important one for most people is like, yeah. what can I peel off of my schedule? How can I prioritize this? So I'm spending time on what matters. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it is, you know, and I like to think of, so I, um, I teach visioning, right. That we're, that we're, we're, um, we're moving towards something super exciting, right? Like, what do you, what would you love? Oh my gosh. Like we have this, this menu that's infinite of things that, you know, what, what we would love, how we would love to feel every day, how, whatever. Um, and that is all great. We can like we can we can have it, right? But not all at the same time. Exactly. <laughs> so one thing one thing that helps me is I have um I have well I keep my whole entire life on a Trello board, which is wow. um Trello is like a project management for um for business. Yeah. I my whole entire life is on Trello. Like I love it. I know where everything is. There's an app for my phone. Anyway, in my Trello board, I have a place called the green room and it's where it's kind of like a parking lot, right? All the great ideas like, oh, this is great, but not right now. This is great, but not in this season of life. This is great, but not, you know, so that I can put those ideas. And I think that that's another way of simplifying your schedule and like, oh my gosh, all of these things are amazing. Like, you know, maybe a course comes, comes across my path. I'm like, oh my God, like I would totally love to do that. But I'm not going to do that right now, but oh, I can, I and I'm going to save experience. it so that I don't yes. forget it, right? Or so it doesn't bounce around in your mind, like, oh, there it is. Oh, there it is. Oh, it's exactly <laughs> true. That actually kind of ties into one of the other tips that I have uh-huh. for energy as well. It in one of the things that I teach people is how to see less. And see I less. use that. I love that. that. Yeah. How can you see less? And, and right. by that, I mean exactly what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. We, we've got the vision, the whole picture. What you said about bouncing around is exactly my experience. Like I need somewhere, the green room, I call mine the dump list, uh-huh. where I put all the ideas, dump them out. So they're not like taking up space in my head right. and I don't forget them. Yeah. Well, that's the thing because you want to hold on to them so you don't forget, right? Exactly. Oh, you forget. Yeah. Right? So I have a, like, I do the exact same, same thing, but when I'm looking at my day or even my week, mm-hmm. that list is put away. Right. Like that is not the, I take, I look at that list. I prioritize. I say, okay, what actually could fit in this week? And I'm not going to look at it again, probably right. till I'm looking at my next week because I want to see less because seeing more drains your energy. Right. Right. And so that is a perfect example. Another example is actually physically seeing less. Like I've worked with people in spaces that they're cleaning right? and their eyes are popping all over and they're getting overwhelmed and they're getting exhausted. So we use a big comforter or a blanket just to cover, physically cover up parts of the room. Right. I I love that idea. I've heard you, I've heard you talk about that on your podcast. Yeah, it was, you know, it was somebody else's idea. I can't remember if it was a client or another coach or whatever, but I love the idea. It's a very physical application of this. You can also do it kind of with conceptually, like if you've ever read um, How to Keep House While Drowning. Mm -hmm. uh, 
it's really, I love that book. And she talks about cleaning in terms of like categories, like every room she mm -hmm. says has five categories of things you need to do. Mm -hmm. Trash, I think, um, trash, clothes, dishes, things that have a home, things that don't have a home. Mm -hmm. And in doing it that way, you see less because if I'm cleaning the first category, all I see is trash. Oh, right. right? I'm right, seeing less. Right. Oh, there's a sweater, but I'm not doing sweaters now. I'm doing trash. And it helps you save your energy, mm -hmm. keep the overwhelm at bay. What's and the name of that book again? How to Keep House While Drowning. I think mm -hmm. the author is named Casey Davis. It's excellent, excellent book, full of compassion and a really balanced view. If, if you've never read it, it's a really different perspective. Um, she has a lot of great points. That's just a strategic thing she offers, but she mm -hmm. definitely um, gives good strategy and lots of compassion about just like, this is hard. Like right. cleaning is hard. Organizing is hard. This is right. not right. easy right. for a lot of us. Yeah. I love that. I love that. I love that idea too, because you're right. And this is how I, it's so interesting because this is how I teach my kids to clean their rooms, right? only thing we're going to focus on is the trash. The only thing we're going to focus on is the clothes, right? Only thing mm -hmm. we're going to focus on. Um, but so uh, there's a little bird trying to get into my window here. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> Hello. There's no wait moment. <laughs> yeah. Bye-bye. Oh, um, but yeah, so it's interesting too that the things that I work on with my kids I sometimes forget to work on with myself. We all do, right? Yeah. Like when you're in that mode of I am supporting ADHD. And then like when it turns to you, it's like, I should be able to do this. What's my, you know, it's a whole shift sometimes. Right. You know, yeah. I, I, uh, I went and, and I'm usually better about this, but I kind of, it's May here. I mean, it's just May is May. a crazy month for parents right yeah. it's just it's just busy so i you know scrambled to get myself out of town go out to denver to, for my nephew's graduation and then got back on monday night and then i didn't take everything out of my head and put it down before i went there so i got home i got home i got to my desk on tuesday and i'm like Nah. <laughs> You're like I need to do a download on him. <laughs> I need to do a download, right? I should have done the download before I, or maybe even on the plane. But anyway, yeah, just the 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 simple things that we could that we could do to simplify that would you know that the the things wouldn't be bouncing around in my brain while I'm having a good time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and you know your goal is just like, hey, can we do this so we're not? I say burning energy because sometimes we we're spending energy. In something that's not a high priority right like and it's right. just it's not it's kind of like taking a little bit more control over where you spend it mm. and I all like these that. all these strategies that we're talking about today do that they kind of put you in the driver's seat always your decision if like okay this is working for me it's not you know right right well i think you make a good point there too um is the you know i i am i have up until now been really good at just like doing that you know what is the the definition of insanity when you keep doing the same thing over and over and over again even if it's not working right so yeah. i think all of the things that danae and i are talking about today you're going to take what resonates right and not all of it you don't have to do all of it please don't do all of it yeah don't but do all take, of it. <laughs> take one thing and see how it goes see yes. how it works for you but if it's not working you know, like don't beat yourself up because we're all different. And I think Absolutely. that's that's the reason that I have these conversations, right? What's going to work for you? Because not everything is going to work for everybody. Yes, that that's really true and a really good point to make because I think I like to encourage people to experiment. Like yeah. I'm going to throw out something and experiment. Notice like this might be your least favorite thing ever. Like That's okay. I mean, okay. you don't have to, something that like really works for me today may not actually work for me next year or, yes. or next month. And it may never work for you. So, you know, trying this out and seeing what clicks and is definitely more art than science. I think. Yeah. And I, I like what you just said, too, about it, it might work for you now, but it might not work for you next year. So we're trying to do the same things over and over and over again that because it's easier, right, for our brains if we just do the same thing. But if they're not working and if they're not working in this season or at this moment or you know, whatever, we try something else. And I like to have, you know, for this is kind of a different thing, but 
um, what I call a vibe care toolkit is it's just, it's like a, a toolkit of things that you've already decided upon that help to raise your vibe, right. To help oh, you, like to help that. you energetically, mm. because when you're that is already done, I guess is what is, is that the idea that you've already thought about it, that yeah. there are different things. And if this isn't going to work today, I'm going to try this one. Right. So that's a really good point that I think sometimes we want that toolkit like in the moment, but in the moment we're already overwhelmed and exhausted right. and down on ourselves. So like being ready ahead of time with like, I'm going to try this out makes a big, I think it makes a really big difference. I do too. I do too. And then you have, then, then you, then you have choice. And you know, when it comes to the vibe care anyway, you know, if I'm in a funk, Sometimes I can't remember anything that brings me joy or that that raises my vibe. But if I have, when I have my toolkit, but this is the same thing, right? You can take, you can, you know, what, oh gosh, that's really resonates with me. You can, you know, it wouldn't be a vibe care toolkit, but, but putting it somewhere, maybe in your green room for another time or someplace yeah. where you can, oh, these are great ideas. These are great energy tips. These are great, you know, whatever that for emotional regulation, these are great and kind of have different categories that you can pull from. So you don't have, have to think in the moment. Cause yes. that's, that's, I love that's that. I call them menus a lot of time of menus for different things. So it's like, you know, you have options. You've that's already exactly thought about. it. Right. Yeah. 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 Okay. So we talked about, we talked about simplifying. We talked about, um, about, seeing less. Yes. Yes. That's another energy tip. So another tip, but this is not my idea and I keep forgetting whose idea it was. I'll have to go back and, and tell you who came up with these terms, but there, it, it ties into decision-making mm -hmm. and the person that came up with this said that when you're making a decision, you're kind of like two rough groups of people. There's your maximizer mm -hmm. and your satisficer. Oh, so, this is fun. And if you have ADHD, you're very likely to like connect with this. Your maximizer is someone who approaches the decision and they want to make the best possible decision. Oh God, that sounds right. like me. It, it sounds like <laughs> me a lot. I mean, in fact, and, and I, I talked about this on an episode and I gave my blue, my black hoodie example about how it was a day I was crunched for time and I had my daughter asked me to buy a black hoodie for her and I ended up spending like 45 minutes trying to buy a black hoodie a black hoodie right and they're all essentially the same yeah none of them have that much of a price difference all the I mean is this the right quality is this too high a quality is this too much to pay is this the does she want the little cords hanging I mean just Obnoxious. I totally hear you. Yes. <laughs> and by the end of it, I was so frustrated. I'm like, I just spent the only free time I had buying this black hoodie that she probably doesn't even care that much about what it looks like. And so it's kind of like a code. I have some of my, one of my clients that really deals with this. She's like, oh, it was a black hoodie moment. I'm like, oh, I know. <laughs> A black hoodie moment. I love like, that. And it's so true. It's the, the really it's the, true. And I think that's a perfect example of the um, of the what's important of that that um, the challenges that we have with the prioritizing. What's important? Absolutely. What's <laughs> like all these things are cool, right? Yeah. Like, and I like I also use the example of buying yogurt. Like, that is you know at least where I am. There's like a hundred versions of sugar, no sugar, fruit, no fruit, organic, right. no organic, what, you know, on sale, not on sale. And when you're trying to make a decision, everything, you know, that's saying like, if everything's a priority, nothing's a priority. Right. It's, it's really hard to make a decision when everything's competing for a top priority. Yeah. And if you're trying to get it all right at the same time. Right, right, right. Now, you know, that's yeah. why I, um, I shop at Aldi and I use Instacart. <laughs> I use Instacart, Aldi, Instacart. I'm like, that's it. Like so few decisions that I have to make. I walk Same. into like a Harris Teeter or, or uh, you know, the, that's one of the um, the bigger grocery stores in the South. Oh my it's God. Like energy bars. You can just, it's like a video game. You can see them go. Doo -doo 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 -doo. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Sometimes just walking in the door into the produce section. This used to happen to me a lot more before I learned how to manage my energy better. 
but I would walk in the front door of the grocery store and immediately I'm like, did it, did it, did it. I mean, I'm not even, I haven't even started making decisions. And then you make like a series of decisions. And if you're not aware of this, you're trying to maximize all of them. It's like, oh, you know, what, based on whatever you're carrying with you about, you know, is important or somebody's told you is important, whatever. And so, you know, on the flip of that is your satisficer who's right. going to make a good enough decision. Good enough. Ooh, that Maybe they sounds... could have paid less down the road. Maybe, it, right. you know, there's more fiber in, in this one, whatever, but they're just like, they're going to make a good enough decision so they can move on. Oh, I love that. Right. And it is, it's one of those things that we may not naturally go there, but we can, we can train ourselves to go there. Right. Right. Okay. I like that. I like that because that sounds very appealing to me because I'm definitely a maximizer I'm, I'm about everything. I'm like in rehab, <laughs> maximizing rehab. Oh, wait. <laughs> and then like, you know, the caveat is that like some decisions are maximizing decisions. Like, yeah. you know, if I'm making a decision on which school my child's going to go to or, or right. we're moving family or, or a, a career move, I'm going to probably spend more time and try yeah. to make, you know, several things you know but even within those buying a new house like you, you kind of come to the point where you're like okay i can't have all these things necessarily unless i want to be doing this for three years like right you know, but some decisions will be will be you'll decide that they'll be more maximizing but probably like a hoodie or yogurt those could be your your satisfying it's okay and if your kids don't like the yogurt you can get a different one next time totally. <laughs> right? you can remember Oh, they didn't like that one. Or take a picture of it. Yeah, oh, that's if the I one remember. that they didn't like. Oh, uh, yeah, I've done that. Like by the same thing they hated three times in a row. Like, oh, they hated that. They didn't love, but whatever. Right, right. right. It'll, it'll shake out. But those, that is an extremely helpful for for me and for a lot of people. Found um, energy saver is being aware of it. You know, you'll find yourself like down maximizing trails all the time, but being like, right. oh. You write this in. I don't really want to spend 50 minutes buying this hoodie right now. You know, you know, I think, and as you're saying this too, I, I'm thinking just the awareness. Yes. Self-awareness is huge for people with ADHD. You know, it's oh, just yeah. huge when you are able to realize that, oh, I'm doing the maximizer thing right now, yeah. you know, then you can shift. But, and I think, I think that's really important to just notice about yourself and without judgment with compassion oh there it is again right there 100%. it is again and then you can shift right 100 i think or like, you can stay in the maximizer you get to choose absolutely you're an adult if that's where you want to spend your energy budget i mean that's your choice and some days you might decide that for whatever reasons it's just knowing that that's your decision versus the end of the day just feeling like a wrung out towel and having no idea what happened right Right. You yes, know. exactly. You know, and, and I agree with you that the making decisions is just the, I mean, even just before morning, you know, I mean, just before, not before morning, but, you know, before, before heading out to drop the kids off at school, so many decisions, yeah. you know, so many decisions. And that brings me to another tip that I, that is um, one that I make sure to balance the discussion about this because mm. I think this could be another like shame point for people with ADHD. Mm, right. Is leveraging habits. Um mm, right. Habits are hard for us. They're yes. hard to develop. They're hard to keep. We're gonna have to restart them a lot more than somebody yeah. else. Mm -hmm. But when you think about the value of habits being they save you energy, they yeah. keep you from making decisions. Right. Right. It's, right. They feel a little bit more empowering than like, mm -hmm. oh, I should get up at six to do this, whatever. When you think about it, like this is something that matters to me and I don't want to have to decide to do it every day. I just want it to happen. Right. Um, right. The flip is that since they are hard for us, you don't want like morning to night habits. You want to pick the ones that are heavy hitters. Exactly. Yeah, I love that too. And I, I do find that, you know, you say habits and people cringe like <laughs> we have like trauma response. I like, want freedom, you know, I I hear so much. I want freedom. I want to be free. I'm like, and that's great. And you can have the freedom. And what I find, and I'm and let me know if this is what you find too with your clients, is that when you have more habits, when you have just a little bit, I like to call it flexible consistency. When you have yeah. a little bit of flexible consistency, then you have more freedom. 
right? Absolutely. But and it's so interesting. Energy. It sounds counterintuitive, but it's but it's true. It, it sounds counterintuitive. And I think a lot of us have failed at habits and, right. and we, or we think we've failed at habits and we've, we've been told kind of like, well, just do this habitually. And it's so hard and right. But you're, I think you're totally right about the fact that, um, this does give you more freedom. It gives you more energy. I like to think of them as brain breaks. Like it's a space where your brain does not have to operate it can just go into autopilot right and that that's really helpful yeah will you have a harder time starting that habit when you come back from a vacation probably right you know like like you can ease up on yourself about that and know that you know maybe you have to kind of ramp back into that habit you know a lot of times you you left on vacation you were working out for 45 minutes in the morning and you just can't do it when you come back right Right. It's like, okay, well then do five, do yeah. five, minutes, a couple of days, like let yourself ease back into it. Cause these are hard, but they're still, they're worth keeping. I think, you know, and I love what you just said about, so 45 minutes is the ideal, but I have five, five is better than none. I used to have this, um, this, I was, um, it was, uh, um, self-sabotage, right? I would, if I couldn't if I couldn't do my hour of yoga, I'm just not going to do it. Right. But who's it hurting? It was hurting myself. Right. So I started just doing, I'm just going to, I'm going to commit to 10 minutes every day. If I get more great, I can do 10 minutes. Right. And it, and for me, I, some, you know, I prefer to do it in the morning, but sometimes it doesn't happen in the morning. Sometimes it's later in the day. Right. I've learned to work with my own energy and my own, you know, all of that. But I love that that what you just said, because it's permission, right? It's permission that just because you can't do 45 minutes, you can do five, right? You can do a little bit. You know, it's so so interesting. You said, which I completely agree with, five minutes is better than no minutes. Yeah. But if you really get to the heart of people's belief, a lot of times they just don't agree with that. Well, there's no point in doing five minutes. Like I'm going to wait until I can do for it. And, but what happens is is we're just waiting for weeks. Well, then we beat ourselves up because I haven't done that thing. I haven't done this thing. Right. That is really painful. So that permission, that shift in mindset that five minutes really is, um, very helpful because you're changing your mindset and now you're somebody who's doing yoga, right? Like that's the thing, right? Like writers write, for instance, like if you, if you want to be a writer, if you're writing for five minutes, you're a writer. Like you, writer. you know, if you want to do, um, you know, work out for five minutes, you work out, right? Yes. I love is- that. It's kind of little, little mental games with yourself, you know? It is. And when you look at building a habit, I always talk to people about the fact that the real work is creating the space where it's going to go right. and making that automatic. What goes in there, whether it's five minutes or 45 minutes or whatever, that's not actually the hardest part. So work on creating the place it goes, getting it done regularly or as regularly as you you intend to, but like that's a lot of work on its own. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, I like to use simple, you know, I'm big on accountability um, for myself, but there are so many ways. Like we, I, I have a, um, my Fitbit helps me keep track of my steps. Right. So if I, and this is just me, cause I'm, I love, I I love to challenge myself. I love a challenge, right. It's kind of, it's a game. It's a game to me. If I haven't gotten my 10,000 steps in, I'm going to get, I'm going to get out my hula hoop and I'm going to get the rest of the steps at at night. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That really helps in making habits too. And we could spend a whole episode on habits too, and how to like add that reward, like that rewards inherent for you. And that becomes like a really important piece of this habit anatomy, right? Is like, is making sure that there are some other techniques that make it easier to get it done. Right. But yeah, but habits are a big one that we kind of overlook because it feels like, oh, like a big thing, but it's a big energy saver because we're not making decisions. Just like when we simplify, just, you know, it it makes it easier for our brains. I think too, if we, if we can let go of the, I'd say masculine idea of habits and we have a little more fluidity, a little more flexibility, like you said, 
it doesn't have to be that you're holding this space for 45 minutes. Exactly. Be, but that you're holding your space for something, holding the space for something, right? And you can, so, you can check in with yourself. And like you said, like kind of check in, where's your energy? Where's your interest? Where's your, and, and there's some flexibility there. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and that kind of, kind of leads into another one, another tip that, um, for saving energy and, and maximizing your energy is the perfectionism trap. Oh, goodness gracious. Yeah. You know, right? <laughs> I <do. laughs> right. I mean, when you look at the things we've talked about, it's already inherent in them making yeah. a perfect decision, making a perfect habit. Right. Perfectionism is like energy vampire number one. Yeah. It's just, it, it's so destructive for us. And so getting, okay with good enough with five minutes with what you know a less than perfect decision getting okay with some of that lets you have energy for the things that are actually values high importance to you um when we're perfectionistic it's not very selective it's like all over the place right it becomes really really draining you know and i i um I think perfectionism is a big challenge for those of us with ADHD, just the, you know, the, the, um, the idea I, and I, and I guess when I think back on it, it has a lot to do with feelings of shame, it has feelings of, you know, like things that have happened to us in our past that we hold on to that rejection, um, sensitivity, Yes. so many things wrapped up in the perfectionism it's it's kind of it's not you know i mean we don't need to tease it out but there are lots and lots of reasons that we before you know and in business <laughs> business is a perfect example of like oh my god it's gonna be perfect before oh my god i put it out in the world oh right? it's so true but really i think it was eleanor roosevelt who said like if you only knew how little people think of you <laughs> <It's so true. laughs> think about I you when I published my website, it, it really wasn't ready to be published, but I figured like, who's looking for me, you know, I'm just throw it out there when I started my business and like, that'll put a little pressure on me to clean it up and figure it out. And it was, you know, it's hard to do that, yeah. but it was just, you know, start it sloppy, get it going. You know, you don't have to have the, you'll never have the perfect um, anything. Yeah, perfect anything. <laughs> Nothing. Right? <laughs> You really won't. And I think, you know, sometimes that perfectionism, if we want to take a different perspective, it, you talk about a history with ADHD that a lot of us have, and somewhere our brain decided that was going to keep us safe. Like, let me just try harder. Right. Try harder. Oh, goodness. And that's the last thing that we need to do, right, is try harder. Yeah. yeah. The last thing. And it's not even possible. Right. Like, you're going to, you could say, I love my grandparents and kittens. And somebody would say, well, you know, don't you love um, your mom? And what about right. dogs? And, you know, I hate cats or, you know, right. you're, you're emoting too much, whatever. You're not going to keep, you're not going to hit it perfectly because that doesn't even exist. Right, right, right. I love that you bring that. I love that you bring that in as a, um, as an energy, an energy saver, because that's huge. If we just let go of the I mean, and it's easier to do as we, as we get older, <laughs> it's easier to let go of some of the, some of the, uh, perfectionism. Um, but interestingly, when I had my kids and this is my, my, my oldest is going to be 16 soon, but, um, when I had my kids, I felt like I was in the, like in high school again with like moms and like, am I doing oh, it right? Am I like, oh my God, like. <laughs> and everybody has opinions. They'll tell you. Oh, if you're doing it right. Everybody wants to tell you how to do it. And then you're yes. like, oh my God, am I doing it wrong? And then all of that. Yeah. I mean, I so many. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. felt very much the same way. And it felt very high stakes, right? Like, yes. You know, it's like, oh, I've got to do this. And there's, you know, there's. Uh, eventually, I think I'm sure you discovered too. There's a lot. There's a lot of good ways to do this. Probably no perfect ways. There's a lot of good ways to parent. Exactly. You know? And you know, and and what I what I what I eventually came up with is I'm going to do it the way that works for me and my family. Yeah. <laughs> yes. You know, I'm not going to be perfect. I'm not perfect at feeding my family. Yeah. Just that's one of those things 
that is just so many steps for me, you know, many steps. And as they get older, it gets, that does get harder. I think in my experience, because this person's eating with you, this one's not, this one likes it just, or right, 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 hard. right. Yeah. So just giving, giving ourselves some grace and then it doesn't have to be perfect. And let's just do the things so that we can move on and enjoy the rest of the day, enjoy life. Right. I mean, cause if we're sitting here and trying to make everything perfect and our homes and all the things. So, um, so we talked about simplifying how to see less, which I love that. I love that, um, that, that you talk about on your, on your, um, podcast, about decision-making and if we're the maxim maximizer, trying to just noticing and shifting into being the satisfizer, satisfizer. satisfizer I, yeah. that. I know it's a, it's a weird one. It's a made up <laughs> word, but I love it. I love it. I love made up words <laughs> and leveraging habits. Yes. Right. And, and I think that, that, like you said, the, the habits, leveraging the habits, brings us down to perfectionism, letting go of the perfectionism, the perfection. We don't need the perfectionism in our habits. We don't have to do every, everything perfectly all the time. Yes. But you just can, that yeah. way. And I think that we're showing up for ourselves, right? That when we're stuck in perfectionism, when we're not doing our habits because we can't do them the way we're supposed to do them, yeah. we're not really showing up for ourselves. And then we're not showing up for our people, right? Yeah. Absolutely. If you, if you find yourself in that, that black and white thinking, you probably perfectionism is, is there, right? Like that kind of, you know, I'm, I'm doing this amazing or I stink. I'm, you know, I am really doing great with fitness or I'm just messing it all up, whatever these, that really extreme thinking is usually not very helpful. Right. And, and I think that we, a lot of us struggle with that, with the black oh, and yeah. white, like that there's, yes. it's gotta be this way or this way. Yes, right. definitely. I mean, I, I definitely identify with that and have worked a lot just to be aware. I'm not always perfect right. <laughs> with with not being perfectionistic. Right? I'm not perfect with being perfectionistic. <laughs> but I try to be aware and, and aware of how it impacts my energy, right. my joy, you know, how, my way of being. I was like, oh, that, that's, I don't, it's not worth the trade off at all. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, you have shared some amazing, um, amazing tips and just little ideas and ways to let us off the hook a little bit. I think that's the thing. I think that's, that's all that, I mean, all of it, but that, and I feel like that perfectionism ties into all of this, like all yes. of the things, making the perfect decision, right? I mean, all of it. So if there's one thing that our listeners could do right now to start, to start conserving energy what would that be what 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 would your first oh, step what be? A good question i and this one's gonna be like you know kind of a oh really but but be curious with yourself mm, be curious be i curious. love that don't assume you know the answers mm -hmm. you know you may have really low energy uh because you're about to get sick or because right. you made a lot of decisions the day before we work cyclically sometimes like high, high energy high productivity um be curious about that okay when i have a day like this what's the next day feel like mm, right right oh i need a downshift like way downshift okay the curiosity is not judging that it's just noticing it right you can decide is this how i like to work mm -hmm. do i want to you know mix this up but the curiosity lets you actually see what's happening patterns yeah. and, and it lets you find the tools that actually fit you not the you know the tools you find on instagram or the tools that worked for this person but like something that's actually supportive to you and you have to have the noticing and the curiosity then the not judging it and just yeah that's right. one of the biggest things i think you could you can always start there i think i completely agree with you because we can't we can't change anything unless we're noticing unless we're curious i mean we have to be curious to notice right and huh yeah that's like you interesting listen and, you listen to this and you come with this like okay well i've got these five points and i'm going to hit it hard and i'm going to and it's like well that does a little disservice to you like the curiosity right. that you see like oh this one makes more sense to me let me start here let me apply this to today right 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 yeah i love that danae this has been fantastic I love talking to you. I'm so grateful for our time together. And I will definitely um, put the link to um, the, uh, I think we had talked about um, sensory strategies. 
Yes. Yeah. So I'll definitely um, put the link to the sensory strategies too, which are brilliant. And and Danae is a as an OT, so um, super super helpful. But thank you so much for taking the time, and it's been amazing to connect with you. I know that we're going to do this again. Thank you. I love I love our chats. Like I mean, we we have to rein ourselves in, not chat too much before we record. I know exactly. I'm like, wait a minute, we should talk about this on the on the show. Exactly. <laughs> but Danae, tell us about how our listeners can find you. Definitely, um, you definitely want to listen to Danae's uh, podcast and yes. check out all her offerings. Yes, thank you. Yeah, all of that podcast even included is on my website, www.theadhdclaritycoach.com. Okay. And on that, there's, you know, I have some, some, like an overwhelm freebie worksheet. I've got the sensory strategies. It's also, also free and podcast blogs. So you can get all that. And the podcast is also Apple, Spotify. I think I can't remember where else, <laughs> other places, but probably some of the places you listen. So, so yeah, those are all ways to find me um, that you can reach on the website or Instagram, Facebook. I'm on there as the ADHD clarity coach also. Right. Okay. Perfect. Well, Danae, again, thank you so much for taking the time and sharing your brilliance with our listeners today. You seriously had so much fun. I really did too. I did too. All right. Goodbye for now. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Vision Driven Mom with ADHD podcast. Now, one thing I know for sure is that managing ADHD is not a one-stop shop. There are so many tips, tools, practices, treatment options, and lifestyle accommodations to consider. It's easy to feel overwhelmed and wonder where in the world to start. If you're nodding your head yes, then you'll want to check out the free ADHD supports guide. It's a super simple step-by-step guide that keeps your ADHD brain engaged because it's interesting, it's important, and sometimes even a little exciting. I invite you to consider yourself a detective as you discover the ideal combination of supports to help you remain calm, be more consistent, stay focused on what's important, shift out of overwhelm and other big emotions more quickly, make decisions more easily, and develop more confidence, all while becoming more of the person you know yourself to be. Download the guide at visiondrivenmom.com forward slash ADHD supports, or find the link in the show notes. I truly believe that you can have ADHD without ADHD having you. Goodbye for now.